0: Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day to day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. Yep, I'm Kim Doyle, your hostess with the mostest. Today's episode, I am totally bogarting the title from Marvel and Disney Studios, and today's episode is called Whatever It Takes. Yeah, if you have not watched Avengers, well, you know, I don't want tell there. I am a huge Marvel fan. <laughs> other the movies, anyways. I've not ever been a comic book reader, but moving on. So today's episode, it's a little bit of a piggyback from the last episode where I talked about what it means to just show up. And this was actually inspired after a conversation in a Facebook group. And I thought I wanted to take one concept a little bit deeper. And we're gonna go. <laughs> off on some tangents. Um, and I want to talk about what it really means to build an online business and what that looks like. And, um, I'm just going to warn you guys, this might be a little ranty today, but we're going to end on a high note, positive note at least. And I'm going to ask you, do me a favor. And if you feel, if you feel like something's pushing a button or rubbing You the wrong way, not because you agree or disagree with me. Six of one, we're all entitled to our opinion, right? But more so, I'm asking you to pay attention to what might trigger you. And if so, as opposed to making a judgment about yourself or even me, (laughs) um, take a look in the mirror and ask if it's true. It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It doesn't have to be good or bad. This isn't about blame. Well, (laughs) some people, it might be. Um, But I really want you to think about the opportunities that can come from this. All right, so first we're gonna go on a little journey into what I thought was gonna happen when I started my online business back in 2008, you guys, almost 13 years. So I've shared my story before. I'm not gonna go into a ton of detail here, but I truly thought I was gonna be an information marketing millionaire. I'm not kidding, you guys. Now, let's remember that as of 2008, it had only been like two years since I was even aware that there was something called information marketing. I don't even know if I knew the name of it at that point, but, you know, probably not right out of the chute. I wasn't expecting millions overnight, uh, but it certainly was the plan. That was the trajectory. That's what I expected. Now, I would have, I would have thought you were on drugs if you would have told me 12 years ago <laughs> that it would have taken the amount of time it's taken. Could I have sped it up? Yeah, life happens, things get in the way. I, I'm i definitely a one foot in front of the other. I used to beat myself up a lot about not being further or having this or having that or, or what I, I don't do that anymore. I truly, one of the best parts of getting older is you just start looking at the things that don't serve you and you have a choice to make. Anyway, so my introduction into this somewhat un- unknown space, internet marketing, online marketing, whatever you want to call it. Um, was pretty much a seminar I had heard at the Wealth Expo in San Francisco. This was 2006. A friend and I had gone, went to this offshoot. you know they do breakout sessions. it was on internet marketing. some guy was making you know eight to ten thousand dollars a month selling ebooks in different niches. One was on parties. one might be on literally I remember him telling us he was making a couple thousand dollars a month on a site for pet rats. So take that as you will. <laughs> and then there was also, um, whatchamacallit, uh, I had also listened to, I had bought a pre record or not pre record a recorded workshop from a live event from Mark Victor Hansen, um, who is one of the authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And um, he was a big uh, speaker. He is probably still a big speaker. And so he had this, um, probably 12 CD set from his event, which is brilliant. Repurposing a live event called build your mega speaking empire. There was one speaker at this event who talked about making all kinds of money online and <laughs> different ways. And let's go back guys to 2008. WordPress was a few years old. God, I'd have to look up. I'm, I don't have to think, I, I think it may have been 2003, 2005. Anyways, WordPress was really new. Um, so a lot of people were still building sites with Dreamweaver or God, what was the other one? Microsoft front page. Anyways, you could not do the things you can do with WordPress and there were no other site builders like Wix and Squarespace, blah, blah, blah. Right. So anyway, this, this um, internet guy who actually ended up hiring as a coach, Meh. there's value in everything. So, and I'm not giving his name, but, he, his primary recurring revenue truly was as a reseller for one shopping cart, uh, which if you guys don't remember that, I had to go out of curiosity. I did just go look up the site, and it still looks like it's from 1995, you guys. They were a leading um, – they had the opportunity to dominate this space, and nobody knows who one shopping cart is probably anymore. I mean, they do, but you would not – when was the last time you saw a one shopping cart integration? right? But he was a, a private label reseller in essence. And then obviously with email marketing and a shopping cart, there's recurring affiliate commissions, right? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, and he was one of those, you know, write 10 things you're interested in, make DVDs and ebooks and all that kind of stuff, regardless of whether or not I was passionate or excited about it. And in my experience, <coughs> excuse me, in my experience, it's, I I have seen more men are capable, um, more men are capable of doing the pick a niche, any niche, because it's more about the game. And I, this is not a, obviously I'm not a sexist here, but that's been my experience. Anyways, here's the kicker, you guys. I was not tech savvy at all. My husband was a computer guy. He had been programming in junior high. He was Microsoft certified and he loved all things tech. I'll never forget one time. God, we were going on vacation somewhere and he was telling me we were in the car and he was telling me all about these MP3 players and how you were going to be able to put music onto an MP3 player. You wouldn't even need to buy CDs anymore. And I was like, what? Remember I was somebody who had like over 200 cassette tapes at one point, but (laughs) you know, I, I, I think back to those times and it's just, it's insane when you look at how, how things, I don't know, the tech industry grows exponentially faster. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I've got a window open and there is an airplane outside above my house. So anyway, um, but it's just exponentially faster than, you know, you think about the industrial age and industrial revolution where it would take 30, 40 years and how things happen just at light speed. Anyway, um, I really think he would be in awe of the tech we have today. But fast forward to then 2003, I was widowed. I had two small kids and I knew there had to be a better way. So kept working full time, tried a few other things after I left the full time job. And in 2008, I had a little bit of a cushion and I thought I'm going to go all in with this internet marketing thing. So I signed up for a course on social media marketing, which was $1,500 and it was the most I had ever spent. God had I I wonder if I had purchased digital training I think at the same time I signed up with the coach for like 5 grand and you know I was like okay and you guys when I say I have a cushion it wasn't like I could retire I had a a a runway of okay you know this is this is what I've got so um I remember I just promised myself that I was going to show up and do the course. I was going to go to every live training. I was going to do whatever they said. And that's when I first signed up for Facebook and Twitter and everything. And I did, and I showed up and I jumped into the forums and I started having conversations with people, which is where I kind of went back to WordPress. I think I had done a wordpress.com just played around with it at one point before I actually went all in with this, but you know, 12 years later, it will be 13 in March of 2021 Because I have a solid personal brand. I have an e-commerce brand. I have an audience. And I can quite confidently say that I know my shit. (laughs) I don't, and I hear my heart. I'm not saying I'm a master of everything by any means. But I really get uh, where the pieces all fit together, for lack of a better word. And it is quite safe to say that I did not know Donkey about any of this when I started and I'll tell you, you know, I definitely did things like my initial website and I'm sure I've shared this with you guys was the self-help chick and it is still up there out there today dated. Um, I had somebody else build it for me because I am a fanatical reader and fell in love sort of with the self-help industry, which then shifted to spirituality and business and whatever, right? Like I just, I, I read to, to learn I don't take everything at face value. It doesn't matter. We're not going down that road. But (laughs) I thought I was going to make money with AdSense on that site. I was going to write articles and I'd become rich with Google AdSense. And that is what actually led me to the WordPress chick. I went on to Elance and I posted a request for help with um, Google AdSense and WordPress and connected with this guy named David, who was fantastic. I was in California, he was in Washington. We would do Skype sessions. And it's like I would just bring whatever questions I had. And I just started stepping into it, stepping into it. And it was like then I realized just little things like, oh, we, we make it so much harder than it really is. Anyway, this is gonna be a long episode, so I better stop going so sideways. Long story short, how did I get here? Is I did the work. And before I get into what will keep you from succeeding and doing whatever it takes, I this is really going to be sort of a tough love episode. As a self-proclaimed optimist, I always try to frame things in a way that makes it easier to swallow, or at least so people can hear what I mean, as opposed to being yelled at or shamed. I know when people come at me, it's like you already have a strike, at, strike against you. Like Learning to communicate effectively so people will hear what you're saying is 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 totally an art, and I think... It's a lost art in this country. But anyways, I won't go there. Um, I am feeling a little ranty today, though. So we're going to see where it takes us. But hopefully, um, it's it's worth it. So, and, I, and for those of you who are, well, most of you guys, if I'm speaking, you're listening. I was about to say, for those of you who are listening, not reading, um, I'm going to share the images that I've put into <laughs> the post as well. So this first subject, this first uh, subheading, actually, is no one owes you anything. And the gif that I put in there is Veruca from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka, that's kind of weird when I said it. You ever hear yourself say a word and it's like, Wonka, Wonka, was that right? Anyways, she's the one, I don't care, I want it now. Daddy, I want a golden egg and I want it now, right? Just demanding spoiled, okay? So that's the gif that is underneath. No one owes you anything, All caps. So like I mentioned, this episode was inspired by a conversation in a Facebook group, and I'm not going to go into that because it's irrelevant, but the gist of it was that people need to stop acting like things are easy online. In other words, making a living, making lots of money, et cetera. Here's the thing. No one needs to do a damn thing the way you think they should. You know, it's, there is such this, um, gosh, There's, there's so much anti being marketing, 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 marketing is what I meant. Uh, smarmy and marketing and, and, you know, like a used salesman and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you don't have to like what anybody does. It's kind of like turn, you know, change the channel, move on. It's the pissiness. Okay. Oh, this is going to (laughs) be, this is going to be interesting guys. But, but, you know, I will say this. That that energy, that being pissed off that people are saying things. And guess what? It might be easy for someone else. People might actually have huge success in a short window, right? Oh, right? I forgot my circle and slash with that word on my computer. Vanessa Lau, I mentioned her, I don't know, a few episodes back, maybe. I bought her Boss Graham course. Girl is a baller, young woman. I'm sorry, but she's just amazing. She has worked her tail off. She she walks the walk, you guys. She walks the talk is what I meant. She walks the walk. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, she literally just wrapped up a million dollar launch in ten days. Like a couple years after launching her business, I mean, she hit a million dollars a year and a half into business. She worked hard. All right. So that being said, um, I I do think that that place of getting frustrated and, and pissed off that people are saying this is easy comes from a place of fear and frustration. The frustration is that it's not as easy as they thought it would be, or they bought into a promise that something would work. Now, on the other hand, you know, I have a friend who kind of started this journey with me and is no further along. I'm not judging her. She's got this huge block that she is not technically competent enough. Now in the last 12 years, I love her to pieces, but she could have gone. She goes to YouTube for everything else, go to YouTube and learn how to use your computer, figure out how how to create a, full, a folder, how to organize things, how to use, you know, if you're on a PC, how to use office, all of those things. All of this information is free online. And so it's there there comes a point. Oh goodness, I am ranty. But you get my point with that, is that 12 years have passed, no further along, but the information is all here. Anyways, the truth is, all of this stuff works if you know what the hell you're doing. (laughs) It can happen quickly, it can take years truly you guys i have, i had some big wins i've had some big losses and it really wasn't until i stepped into my personal brand and and content being sort of um my thing my niche my space that i felt like i came home to myself but does that mean everything i did before then didn't work new no. I, I made a good living. I had some big high ticket sales. I had services, whatever. It's It doesn't matter. I also had some really tight times where things were frustrating and the money wasn't coming in or I was charging so little. Like, anyways, there are so many moving parts when it comes to building an online business, but most people get pissy because they don't want to do the stuff they don't like or don't understand. My advice to you is deal with it. Hire someone Or you're going to have to put in the time to learn what you can't hire for. So here's here's a great example. This was shared with me, uh, shared to me? Yeah, this was shared with me by a friend a few years ago. She had actually purchased Amy Porterfield's course on webinars. I've never taken any of Amy's courses. Um, I don't know if she's still selling that. And I'm not interested enough to look. But anyway, so she was in the private Facebook group for this course. And one of the other students, excuse me, I'm having coffee. It's totally making me um, burp. It's getting that cold and Boise that I was like, I'm going to go get a coffee to warm up anyway. So she was in this private Facebook group for this course. And someone posted this huge rant that she purchased this webinar course. And now she's being told she had to get lead pages and some other software and some other thing. And just went on and on and on. About now having to go buy other stuff, right? Right? Son of a nutcracker. So it went on into, because she, my friend screenshotted it for me. I wasn't in the group. It went on with more complaining about how every time she gets a course or a training, there's always more she needs, has to buy, or more she has to learn. My response? Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> like, what made you think an online business was going to be easy? And... Why do you think a course on webinars is going to solve all your problems? Webinars are not a business. Unless you're teaching them, unless you're showing people how to do that, that could be your business. You are, maybe you host webinars, maybe you coordinate JV webinars, whatever it is, but webinars are one tactic for marketing your business. One, not all. And so here's where things get dicey. In this case, it wasn't Amy's responsibility to make sure people understood every aspect of online marketing. And I, and I get it. I say this later on too, is you don't know what you don't know. But whose responsibility is that? So in this case, if Amy's selling webinars, is it her responsibility to make sure you understand email marketing, that you have to have traffic, that you have to have a website, that you have to have a valuable offer that solves problems? I mean, there are so many moving parts here. So she promised to teach how to use webinars. My guess is she delivered. Woman has a very successful business and lots of happy students. So my guess is that that worked, right? Next up is we're going back to, this is where I was circling back from last week, and that is to be self-responsible. This is such a game changer for me because I catch myself when I'm not being self-responsible. And I really don't know of any other business or market where people think things should be, should be easy. And I know that that's a hugely general statement, but you get the point. Um, It's kind of like network marketing doesn't work for me. It's not my cup of tea, but there are people who make a lot of money doing it, whether or not you think it's a scam or there's valuable products or whatever. It doesn't make a difference to me. There are plenty of people who earn huge incomes doing that. And there are plenty of people who make huge incomes online and you don't even know their names and they're happy living the lifestyle. I'm sure there are courses, programs, etc. out there that provide some sort of a business in a box for starting an online business. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably crap. You know, so this is what I did in this in the post, you guys, I just did a quick brain dump and a bullet list, I'm going to rattle it off. And then there's a point to it. So let's look at a website. You've got programming, design, hosting, and managing. Then you've got content. You've got written, audio, video, SEO, promotion, distribution. Marketing, email marketing, social media marketing, paid traffic. There's inbound, there's outbound, there's all different kinds of ways, right? Ugh, I've got to keep that right sticker on my computer. Uh, conversions relative to all of the above. There's tech relative to all of the above, right? The website content marketing, there's a technical piece that you have to be able to do or have someone deploy for you. We have building an audience, which that's a whole, whole thing in and of itself, measuring and tracking what's working. Then we've got selling products, courses, services, coaching, consulting, and you put in that you've got affiliate marketing, referral marketing. Then we've got, I'm going to say old school, but it is super relevant but we're going to go look at direct sales. Direct response marketing is copywriting different mediums, snail mail, you know, direct response mail, postcards in the mail, that kind of stuff. So, that was just a quick brain dump and each of those areas goes much deeper than what I've listed. I literally <laughs> knew nothing about any of this when I started my business, you guys nothing all i did was played solitaire on the computer or other games and sent emails i'm not kidding you or cuz i went back to finish my degree at a certain point as an adult i finished my degree online so each like i said each of those areas goes way deeper but here's the thing you have to show up and do the work i continued putting one foot in front of the other like i said started out self help chick then went to the wordpress chick that was my brand for pretty solid 10 years Um, and I just, I figured it out as I went and I see so many people who get so caught up in the planning and then there's, they're working on a website or they're working on packages and offers and all the stuff. In the meantime, they have no traffic, they have no audience, they have no list. I'm like, who are you going to sell this to? Anyways, one thing I've noticed with friends, colleagues, clients, oftentimes you can understand how all this works together. So like, as you progress, you get, oh, Okay. You know, one plus one is two, two plus three is five, and you start seeing where these puzzle pieces fit together. You know, so like you get that uh, you need a website, you're supposed to create content, you, you add a lead magnet, and you email people who sign up on your list. And let's not get started on building a list. It's a whole other episode. But that doesn't mean you get all the behind the scenes stuff, which is totally my professional term of choice for the time being. Meaning, getting clear on who you serve, the problems they have, and how you help solve those problems. I can't tell you how many websites I created for people who spent hours on how the site looked, what packages or services they offered, yet they never produced a single piece of content or thought about what they were actually solving for their ideal customer or client. Six months after the site was done, I'd go back and see they hadn't produced one piece of content or imagine this, they hadn't sold any of their high ticket packages. They were so adamant on having, you know, there is again, this idea of uh, minimum viable, and I know it's minimum viable product, but can you get a landing page up and start capturing name and emails and communicate via email? Absolutely. Do you need the full kit and caboodle with the website? No, you don't. You can write for free on medium. There's so many different ways you can do this. And it simply takes practice. It takes practice. So referring back to Vanessa Lau, I just watched this recap she did. And I apologize if I shared this last week. She said a recap about how she did this million dollars. And she was saying, you know, what she would do differently. And then she did a video, <clears throat> I don't know, probably a week or so after that talking about a coach she's working with and how they're, she and everyone on her team, which she's growing her team, but they had to track all their time and what they were doing. And she realized, you know, how much time she was spending on tasks that, you know, bringing on a video editor and bringing on someone else to do this and someone else to do that, excuse me. But the point of that is she showed up and, and started creating content and serving and solving and then did beta stuff. It's been a few years, but to then go back and see where you have an option, right? Right. But all these clients said, I said, I'd, you know, I'd go back six months later, they had no audience. They looked like they were in business, but at the end of the day, they were playing at it. And guys, I'm not judging anybody for doing this, but you have to deal with the internal in order to get the external to work. It's just, it's not going to happen. If your mindset is that you don't have to dig in and do this, 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 like, you know it all. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Anyways, um, here's another little story. Because stories sell. I'm just kidding. I have nothing to sell you right now. Um, so a dear friend of mine who I met, gosh, I think it was the first year I was in business. We met via a Facebook group and hit it off immediately. And yes, we've also met in real life, even though she lives in another country. Uh, she's super smart. She really helped me figure out a lot of the tech side of things. She was way more technically savvy than I was when I was getting started. Probably is. I don't like digging in and figuring stuff out. She does. Um, <clears throat> There were many a Skype calls <laughs> where we screen share, yep, pre-Zoom, and she'd show me how to do things. But recently, she found herself doing work she really didn't want to be doing anymore. This is the short version of your of her story, and it's not my story to go into depth with, so I won't. But after the last frustrating client, she had decided she had had enough. And anyone who's done service work, and I really see this specifically in in the website space, whether you have an agency, you're a freelancer, or you've got a small team. But more often than not, I hear people saying so frequently, I just want to work on quote, unquote, my stuff, because they're always doing client work. And so she decided she'd had enough after this last client who didn't understand why everything took so long, even though she could only afford to pay her for four hours a week. Enough said. So she was going to pivot her business and she decided she wanted to work with a different type of client, i.e. one who had money (laughs) and was it further along in their business and shift more into the consultant expert role. She absolutely has the skills and experience to back all of this up. So I offered to coach her through this transition. Here's where the magic happened, you guys. She spent three weeks doing the work to get clear on who she served what she offered, and the problems she could solve. Now, this was not her just sitting around thinking. A lot of people, oh, you know, they do this la, 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 la kind of thing. And it, it's, ugh, I I could pull my hair out every time someone has to plan everything before they get it done. I love planning. I totally do. I'm a pen and paper girl. You guys know that. I, I map stuff out through Lucidchart. All the time, this leads to this. It leads to this. But then you have to open the doc and do the writing. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so she was not just sitting around trying to come up with ideas. And what does this look like? Right? No, she worked through Donald Miller's story brand exercise, which is believe it's mystorybrand.com. I just have it on a Google doc. She worked through. Then we did a call together, two hours, like working through who is the villain and what is the problem and, and how do they see themselves. All of that. Um, she did every bit of homework I gave her and she followed some copy copywriting exercises to drill down. And she didn't, as an example, um, Sean Bossard shared this in his group and it was about a 12 step and I I don't have it in front of me and I have to find out if it is, um, a free resource because I don't want to, it's not mine to share, but it's a 12 step process for writing a sales page. And so I suggested to her to just go through that exercise. She wrote the whole sales page, even though she was really looking for her unique value proposition and her tagline. But many Google Docs later, she nailed her tagline. We spent another three hours on a Zoom call last Friday to get here. And when we started that call, she didn't have it. And I would say it probably wasn't until two hours in that she she nailed it. I have known her for 12 years and I've never felt this much clarity and conviction from her. So simply ask yourself, would you be willing to spend three weeks getting clear on a tagline or a unique value proposition and just food for thought? Are you willing to, to write if you've never hosted a webinar and you're going to, you don't need to buy a webinar course. There are a handful of good ones out there, but are you willing to do the research write the webinar, have somebody edit it, practice it, set up the landing page, drive the traffic to the landing page. What is the offer? How are people like think about all the moving parts to just having a successful webinar? Are you willing to do all of that work? And yes, there are shorter shortcuts and, and again, minimum viable. You can just deploy stuff. I'm not saying that. All I'm asking you to think about is are you willing to do the work truly? you know. Another example is copywriting is, oh, God, you guys, I despise copywriting for no other reason that I just did not get it. Copywriting is one of those things that, like, you get it on the surface level, right? Your brain's like, oh, I get it. Copywriting is the words on the page used to sell something, right? But it can also just be a headline, a subject line, all that's copywriting. But I just didn't get it. And it wasn't until I decided that I better get good at this and I made a conscious decision to really try and understand how and why good copy works, that things started shifting not only my skills, but how I felt about it. And am I am I good at it? I'm totally getting better. But I call myself a copywriter. Not necessarily, hardly, uh, especially only after a couple years. And which is funny when you think about it, like, How offended would you be? So here's another thing like, this has been 12 years in. I'd be offended if somebody thought they could learn everything that I know in 30 days. And I'm I'm not saying they couldn't, but you know, my ego would be like, excuse me. So, no, (laughs) I am not a copywriter after a couple years of putting time and energy into it and not full time, right? I am, however, much more confident in my ability to write copy and then edit it. And tweak it, and edit it some more, and then launch the thing, and look at what worked and what didn't. My interest in getting better at writing started about four years ago when I wanted to figure out story-based email marketing. We've heard story-style email email marketing, um, daily emails with Ben Settle does them. Um, I think uh, Russell Brunson calls them the Seinfeld se- sequence. But I had zero expectations other than I promised myself I was going to hashtag just show up and do the work. I'd been following Ben Settle, I don't know, for a year, opening and reading his emails, looking at what he did, how he crafted, how he, uh, well, not crafted it, but um, structured, how he structured the emails. And then one call to action, which was 95% of the time to his email player's newsletter over and over and over again. He doesn't have a Facebook group. He despises social media. He runs ads on Google. I mean, I think he's off Facebook. Like, But the point is, I watched what he did for a year. And then I made a promise to myself that I was going to do this. I called them my almost daily emails. There were weeks I did it five days, seven days, three, four, whatever. But it was really about me showing up for myself and showing me that I could, showing myself, showing me, (laughs) showing myself that I could stick with it. And I just wanted to see what happened. And I'm going to reference again, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, where it's all about Small, incremental, consistent action being the the pathway, really, to long-term results. Kind of thing about compound interest, right? You guys, it worked brilliantly. The first month, it was crickets, and I had a lot of unsubscribes. Um, and a lot of that, guys, is I spent years. Oh, sorry if that P was super poppy. I spent years building an email list where I didn't sell much. I didn't, all I did was here's how to do this with WordPress and here's how to do that with WordPress and here's a new free plugin. And here's a video I did on this. Oh goodness, man. My biggest piece of advice is to sell something as soon as you can, as soon as you feel you've got a minimum viable that solves someone's problem, make the offer anyway. Um, by the third month of doing those emails, I had tripled affiliate income for one product. That's it. And it wasn't something I was offering daily, but I offered, I think it was, it was Thrive, uh, Thrive Themes. And at the time it was a Thrive content builder, which is now architect, um, Thrive Lee. I just I used their products. And so I would mention it and share it and show what I was doing. It was that simple. Um, but I did. I tripled income for one affiliate offer in three months. So to refer to one of Jody's and my favorite sayings now, this shit works. All right. Next up is to quit blaming other people. That is a harsh and less pleasant way of telling you to be self-responsible. It is not the fault of anyone else for the condition of your life, your business, or the decisions you have made. And you guys, again, a little disclaimer, like I am not referring to tragedies and traumas that happen to us. Okay. I'm not, but I still believe we have a choice to make every day. Right. And I'm not talking about people that have um mental health issues that that need support. And since I'm not a therapist, even though you would think after 17 years of talking to one, um, she's sort of like a life mentor guru. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm gonna stay in my lane though, and I'm gonna focus on the business side of things. And I have another disclaimer for you, because I clearly have a love of pre qualifying things. I want to make sure you understand that I do know there are plenty of charlatans out there. Not everyone has the right intentions, or does the right thing, or you know is coming from the place of being up and up. But for the sake of time and sanity, we're just let's just assume we're not talking about those people, okay? And at the same time, I will tell you, I believe this from a "we're all doing the best we can" place. To quote Brene Brown, Um, "Good people mess up. We let people down." We, we, we drop the ball on things. We don't follow up. We don't send the email. We forget to, it's, and, and deep breath, Kim. We're usually our own worst critics, but just know that everybody does that. None of us are exempt from disappointing or messing up. Okay. So let's just leave that there. Um, but here's the truth. Good marketers, good entrepreneurs know how to sell and they do not need to apologize for it. Just because you spent $2,000 on a course that you had no business taking doesn't mean that the the market or the entrepreneur did anything wrong. It is your responsibility to do your due diligence. And I get it. Again, you don't know what you don't know. So slow your roll, friend. Anything you try to push out or knock out for the sake of quote unquote needing to make some money is going to flop. And I will, I will do that till the cows come home. I believe that. Do that. You know what I meant. I, because I've been there. I have totally been there. And when you're doing things because you need to make money and it's got to be perfect, and you get in this crazy self-imposed panic state of, you know, self-imposed deadlines and and stress and oh, I don't know how to put all this stuff together. Slow down. Just friggin' slow down. You'd be way better off getting part-time work truly. And there are a ton of ways you can get hired for work online now. And no, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole either. And if you don't have the skills, like if you don't know how to do anything online, then get them. And that's up to you to do also. We all have access to YouTube. There are very few skills you cannot learn online for free or through Udemy or, you know, Skillshare. There's so many places to learn online. You know, this pandemic has completely turned our world into something we don't really know how to navigate. But the majority of us have access to the internet. Learning a new skill has never, and I repeat, never been this accessible. It's, it's at your fingertips. If you want to learn something, you've heard the phrase, right? Google that shit. To build a successful online business, you're going to have to pay for it. You'll pay with time and or money. And like many before you, you're probably going to end up paying the "quote unquote" newbie tax, right? Where you purchase things you don't need, you buy into the promise of the latest shiny object or the guru course, both of which may absolutely deliver what they promise if you have the skills to do the work, but you end up feeling like you just flushed money down the toilet. I, so I, I couldn't even begin to tell you the courses that I bought and didn't finish or thought I was ready for this. I don't do that anymore. I really mainly because I simply do not have the extra time. All of that is par for the course, my friend. You guys, when I had a physical retail scrapbook store, we had fixed costs before we even opened the door. Rent, cam charges, inventory, didn't include salaries. You'll notice I said that. And I'll tell you, like Jody and I go up and down, taking salaries, not taking salaries, putting the money back into the business because we're growing it. Only two years in, we've sold almost 9,000 copies. I don't know if you saw that. But I posted that the other day when I went in to look at, this is a total non sequitur side note. Um, I went in to look at the data because we just got our ads back on. We've got new co- new video that Jody did and new copy. It's great. So we're ramping up the ads again. And I was like, how many have we sold? <laughs> and so I, I was floored. It's we're literally probably going to hit 9,000 within a week. So it, it was crazy to me anyway, you know, all of this is okay, you guys, all of this is how we learn. And when you attach judgment and criticism to, I can't believe I spent the money on that course, or had I not spent that blah, 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 all it does is keep you stuck and make you feel like crap. Really? So recently, like I was on the fence about signing up for um, a monthly membership. And I really try to minimize (laughs) that stuff. I had done a little test of Pat Flynn launched SPI pro and I think he's fantastic at what he does. And I'm not saying there's not anything to learn. I really don't have a whole lot of extra to be jumping into communities and all of that. And there's a lot of beginners. I think I could be wrong. Obviously I'm just totally pulling this out of thin air anyway. I signed up. I wanted to see what circle.so, which if you've not seen that circle.so is a community building platform, which I'm thinking about doing when I launched, just show up insiders. But, um, so I, I, wanted to see that you guys, I didn't even have time to, it was just crazy. So I did that. Okay. Back to, I was recently on the fence about signing up for a monthly membership with Ryan Daniel Moran, um, capitalism.com. It's called the 1%, I believe right? How do you like I was that serious? I remember the name. It's either the 1% of the top 1%. Uh, The price was going from 97 a month to 297. And I wanted to get grandfathered in and he offered a ton of his his courses. He's got a great e commerce background. He has sold an e commerce business for eight figures. He also does digital marketing. He knows he's a smart guy. But I did not sign up uh, because I literally don't have the time to devote to another community or having to hop on a call. And I have two courses that I'm working my way through, as well as running my business, two courses that are that have already proven. One of them was Ramit Seti's breakthrough launch, which I told you guys, I think I did. All I did was send his emails for List Explosion. And it did pretty good. I was quite pleased with it. I did not do the full launch because I've not finished the course. But I promised myself I was going to do exactly what he said. And it worked i.e. the shit works. And the other one is Vanessa Lau's boss Graham. So I'm going through and working my way through that. But I just, I, I respect and value what he teaches. And I am willing to pay more if later on, I decided to join. Right now, though, I'd just be throwing away that 97 bucks a month. Okay, so yes, ranty ranty. Let's try to end this on a positive note, a happy note. The bright side. Uh, lest you think I've completely turned into a crabby Appleton. I do want to end this with the do whatever it takes. And I, I believe this. in with every ounce of my being, guys, it has never, this truly never been this easy to build and create something from scratch that can change the course of your life forever. Or maybe you just want to cover your monthly expenses. I have a coaching client who is amazing. What up, Gina, if you're listening? Um, and she, I don't, again, don't have permission to share her story, but she has an email list. That's a pretty good size and has been through a lot personally, just did a big move, um, has a physical product, has some digital products. Like she's done all the work and she's like, you know, in two years, I want this to be covering my mortgage. And I said, Gina, you can do that in a year. And she almost started crying because she's got all the pieces in play. And now it's, And she digs in and she does the work. If I say, oh, I need you to do this, do this, this, this. She comes, uh, next thing you know, I'm getting Google Docs shared because she's mapped it out. Or we've, we've done an email sequence together and I show her, here's the re-engagement sequence because a big email list is an asset. I'm going to say that over and over again. And so I said, let's re-engage and let's, you've got things to sell them. We need to start selling, but let's re-engage and let's start getting data. So, um, it, it. Gosh, I think back, guys, to when I did open that retail store. So stop to think about it. I had been with, um, it was at the time as Crown Books, it was the third largest national bookstore chain, which we know where all that went. Um, And I'd worked my way up from a clerk in my senior year in high school, just a cashier, to a district manager for the San Francisco region. And I'd opened a lot of new stores for them. And then I got laid off the year. Uh, which is when I went and opened the scrapbook store. But because they were they were liquidating. um, So they'd gone through a first round of bankruptcy. However, all these stores were closing. So we got a ton of free fixtures. And my business partner at the scrapbook store um, also worked uh, for the bookstore. She was older than me and didn't really need to work. It kind of kept her busy, blah, blah, blah. But like, I stopped to think about all the things that went into just getting that done. And like, I wrote a business plan, you guys. And remember, this was pre. Kim being tech savvy, I was like, all right, I went and I bought a software program, you know, that came in a big box with a CD-ROM and how to write a business plan. And I wrote this business (laughs) plan (laughs) because I was not a business major by any means. I love business. I am an entrepreneur at heart. I always have been, but we had to, we had to create fixtures. I mean, we we had to, we had fixtures. My grandfather built us. I had an idea. My grandfather built us our sticker fixtures that, and we had, you see what I'm saying? Like how much goes into this? We had to find the location. We went and we looked at distributors and we got catalogs and we had to figure out how much we wanted to spend on inventory. I mean, so much went into that. So much risk committing to a lease. Think about that. It's committing to a lease, not knowing, and you got to sell a lot of paper and stickers. (laughs) Let me just say that. The paper was like 10 cents a sheet at the time. So I think about all that went into that. And then I look at this, all you need is an internet connection and a computer. Truly, that's it. That's it. If you want to write, go to Medium. I already said that. There's all these places. But you guys, really, all of this, it, it absolutely takes time and hard work. But aren't you worth it? instead of looking at, well, I have to make money yesterday. If you need money yesterday, you need to get a job. You need to find something that removes that financial stress and pressure from your life so that you can put the time and energy into this. If that means you have to work full time and you only have five hours a week, so be it. So it's going to take you longer. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I've got a friend who's about to, she's launching a product and these are all her own Self-imposed deadlines with um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up, and wanting to have all these offers. I my my heart goes out to her because the amount of pressure she feels to get this to work. And I always come back to get one thing working. Just get one thing working. Can you create something, one thing, that solves a true problem for your ideal audience that they're willing to pay for? and take the time, like put the time and energy into doing this. And the cool thing is, I don't know about you guys. I love who I become through the time and energy it takes to learn a new skill, or to really look at stuff. You know, in the last episode, I talked about uh, doing this work with my therapist right now where it's like, I'm really digging in and I want to raise my vibration and, and sort of how can I be the best version of myself? And I'm looking at stuff that is hard and it all comes to me. It's not, I was blessed with amazing parents. I had a great childhood. You know, it's like, I'm not looking at traumas or any of that kind of stuff. I've done a lot of that work already. I've went, I have found her because I lost my husband. So all that hard work, but this is all the self-responsibility work, but who I end up becoming, I'm so It just, it, it makes my heart happy. You guys, it feels good to know that if it is to be, it is up to me sort of, and I know I've (laughs) always tried things, but what I'm asking you guys to do is fall in love with the process, not just the end result. You're going to miss out on so much. If you think the only way to feel good is to have a million dollar launch and I want a million dollar launch. I have no, I mean, I'm not going to be heartbroken if I don't have it, but yes, I want that significant income. And of course, we all want the income, whether it's 50k a year to cover some expenses. You know, a lot of people, there are a lot of people that don't need a full time income from online. But they want to contribute to the household, they want to contribute to the family. Or maybe you want a seven or eight figure business. Money is the currency we need on this planet to do the things we want to do. Don't apologize for what you want. Just be willing to do whatever it takes. Which of course. Uh, the whatever it takes is from Avengers Endgame. Uh, and they were committed to doing whatever it takes, right? To save the world from Thanos. Yeah, I, I literally just wrapped this up with a um, with an Avengers <laughs> bit. Anyways, you guys, that's it for today. I know it was pretty ranty. I, I just, uh, it hurts my heart when I see good people giving up or they throw things out before they've really given stuff the chance to, to grow and evolve and get some legs. You know, I mean, stop to think about it. You don't expect, <laughs> this was another Tony Robbins quote, like how many times you're going to give the average baby to learn to walk? How many times before you say, Nope, you're an idiot. You can't walk. You, you're you going to let them keep practicing and learning to walk until they get it right. Think about all the things. Lastly, this is something and my last call with my therapist. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm not going to go into it. But one of the things that we were talking about was I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a list of all the things I have brought into my life and I have accomplished and, and manifested or as an example, this move to Boise, you guys literally a year ago, I was up visiting to decide if I liked it. And here I am a year later, right? I'm looking at Portugal or Costa Rica. And who knows? Next year, I may be recording from one of those locations, but to make a list of all of the things you have done, I have built this business from nothing. I have a physical product that we ship through a distribution center. I knew nothing about any of this. Again, you guys do not apologize for what you want. Own it and be willing to do whatever it takes. I love you guys tons. Hopefully this was helpful and not too ranty. If you've not left a review in iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Stitcher, Spotify, wherever until then, you guys just, just do it. You ever seen that gif? This is another one of my favorite gifts of Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. Yeah, I don't like to scream and yell at people, but take responsibility and we will catch you next week.